Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Today, I would like to talk about fasting and prayer because we heard about 40 days fasting and prayer. And I would like to explain to you the meanings of fasting, the purposes of fasting and prayer. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we ask the Holy Spirit to be our teacher. We are here ready to hear what you want to say to the church. We want to be a good student, a good disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to learn. We do not want to be just hearers of the word, but we want to be doers of the word of God. We believe, Father, as we obey your command, obey your word, we will be blessed and we shall be the salt and the light of the world. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We give this time to you and we come and sit here to listen to the voice of our Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Many times when we think about the word fasting, we have a religious stereotypes in our eyes that we think about maybe a monk or religious person or self-righteous Pharisees who claim that they can fast a few times a week. You see a person who wear or have the cloth of religious person on their body. So a lot of time we think that fasting and prayer is not for us but it's for religious people. But if you read the Bible carefully, you can see that scriptures gave us so many examples, both in the Old Testament and New Testament, of how fasting can make a big, big difference in people's life. How many people want to see big difference in your life? If you want to see a big difference in your life, you need to learn how to fast and pray. And God considers fasting important in His sight because if you look throughout the Bible, there are 92 passages that mention about fasting and prayer. And many of our heroes of faith, such as Moses, Elijah, Esther, Nehemiah, Daniel, and Paul, and even Jesus Himself, fasted and prayed. So all these heroes of faith show us good example that fasting and prayer is important. Even Jesus himself, when he preached the Sermon on the Mount, he mentioned about what kind of fasting and prayer is correct in the eyes of God. He mentioned about fasting and prayer himself, and he did it himself for 40 days. So we're going to look together the purpose of fasting and prayer. We don't want just to fast out of religion. We don't want to fast just because we want to reduce our weight. Sometimes we don't eat because we're too busy. That is not fasting and prayer. We're too busy. We have a lot of work today. We need to get the project done within midnight. So we just keep working, working, and we don't eat. And that is not fasting and prayer. And sometimes because we notice that our tummy starts to get too big, the weight starts to go higher, and we don't want to have a tummy tuck or have a gastric bypass, so we just say, okay, I'm going to abstain myself from food for a few months. But that is not fasting and prayer. 
We need to understand the purpose of fasting and prayer. It's not about doing religious things. There are meanings behind fasting and prayer. And I'm going to go through scripture quickly here to show you the purpose of fasting and prayer. The first purpose is to show humility and repentance. Everyone say humility. One reason for fasting is to demonstrate our humble heart before the Lord, before the God, the Creator, the sovereign God. We want to seek Him humbly, diligently, and wholeheartedly. The Bible really promises us that if we do so, God will come and heal our land, heal our family, heal our own life. He will come and bless us. God wants His people to really diligently, wholeheartedly, and humbly seek Him. I pray that our church will be that kind of church, that people are not so full with the stuff of the world and put God as a kind of hobby on Sunday. Sunday, just hobby. And instead of coming to church to seek Him wholeheartedly, we just come to just try to get the job done in one and a half hours and go home and go on with the football game in the TV. We need to wholeheartedly and humbly seek the Lord. The Bible says, If my people who are called by my name, mean you and me, are believers, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. When we humbly, wholeheartedly, and diligently seek the Lord and repent of our sin. God will come. God will show up and help us. God will come and heal your financial situation, heal your family, heal any situation in your life. He is a good God. But we need to show our humility first. Fasting is a way to show humility. Ezra chapter 8 and one part of the Ezra chapter 8, the Bible said in verse 21, I proclaim a fast there at the river of Ahava that we might humble ourselves. Everyone say, humble myself. Before our God, to seek from Him the right way for us. To seek from Him the right way for us. Fasting is a way to show humility. And humility always comes with repentance. When you come before the living and holy God and you humble yourself before Him, you realize that you have made mistakes. You have blown it. You have made so many bad things in your life. What you need to do when you humble? You repent. You say, God, I'm sorry. You remember the story of the city of Nineveh. When Jonah was forced by God, he did not want to do it, but he was forced by God to preach the gospel, preach the word of God, preach about repentance in the city of Nineveh. And the people in Nineveh repented and humbled themselves in Jonah chapter 3, verses 5 and 10. Said that they humbled themselves and they fasted. And the judgment of God did not come upon the city. If they did not fast and pray, they did not repent, they would face a big judgment. We should fast and pray for our own family those who don't know God, our unsaved loved ones, we should fast and pray for our country. Amen? And for all the nations in the world. Even King David 
talking about humble himself to pray for his enemy. King David lamented the enemy's harsh treatment upon him, and he said that even though they treated him badly, but when they were sick, he fasted and prayed for them. King David is an amazing guy. You know, when the enemy tried to hurt him, he turned around but fasted and prayed for his enemy. In Psalm chapter 35, verse 13, this is what King David said. But as for me, when they were sick, my mendae, mean his enemies, were sick, my clothing was sackcloth, mean humble. I humble myself with fasting. I don't know what are you facing right now. But if you humble yourself before the Lord, I believe the Lord will come true for you. Amen? Fasting is a way to show humility. Second purpose of fasting and prayer. Seeking God's face more fully. This is the second reason. We respond to God's love. We realize that He is the holy and righteous God. He is sitting on the throne. He's such a sovereign Majestic God. He's full of glory and honor. And we come to Him to seek His help, to seek His face fully so that He can show His mercy to us. I want to know you more, Lord. I want you to come into my life. I want you to show up in my life. It's a way to seek God wholeheartedly. It's a way to seek God's face to know Him more. Jeremiah 29 verse 13. Jeremiah 29 verse 13. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. How many people want to find God? I want to find God. I live in this world more than 50 years now. I have come to the conclusion that nothing in this world gives us security. Only God is the one who gives me security. Therefore, I need to know him. I need to put him first. I need to seek him with all my heart because he is my security. Amen? If you depend on your stock market, you depend on your business, you can be in trouble. Actually, I just talked to a loyal friend of mine about two weeks ago. We took him out for dinner. And he told me that his friend is a great lawyer. She decided to invest in building condominium to sell. That lady sold one condominium, the whole unit. Get a lot of money, build another two units. Got a lot of money, build three units to sell again. And suddenly, the stock market went down. She lost everything. She lost her home. She lost all of her money, and she lost her husband. And now she has only one car left as a lawyer. Nothing is secure except God. Nothing is secure at all except the Lord. The best thing in your life is to have the Lord. The best thing in your life is to know the Lord. The best thing in your life is to walk with God faithfully every single day. Amen? Therefore, we should seek God with all our heart. And one way to seek God is to miss maybe an hour of eating. I don't know how long you take to eat lunch. I don't know how long you take to eat dinner. That, that is only eating. How about cleaning, washing dishes? How about cooking and going out to the market to buy some vegetable and meat? All together, one meal, you may have to spend at least two hours buying, cooking, eating, and cleaning. 
So fasting and prayer, you give up two hours of preparation and eating and cleaning your house to spend time with God. Amen. Each day we spend a lot of time about eating. Think about it. Is that true? We spend a lot of time buying, cooking, eating, cleaning up, and put all the plate into the cabinet. So if you give that up for God, it means you show God that I am serious about seeking your face now. I give up eating to be able to meet you. Amen. So that's number two: seeking God's face more fully. Number three: asking for something you desire. Some of you may have a desire for personal deliverance, personal freedom from certain bondage in your life. Some of you may desire to see your parents get saved. Some of you may have a desire to see more power in your life. Maybe some of you struggle with your business, struggle and struggle, and you want God to really open the door for you to have a breakthrough in your financial situation and your business. And God say one way to be able to get answer from God is to fast and pray. Israel in the Bible proclaim a fast to seek God to protect the people as they journey to Jerusalem from exile. These people have no guns and tanks to protect themselves. They have to walk through wilderness in order to get back to Jerusalem. Definitely, the bandit and the bad people are gonna come and try to rob them. Israel dare not ask the king to give him soldier or military to protect the Jews. What did he do? He has a desire. He has something that he need. The whole country, the whole nation of Israel need that protection. This is what the Bible say in Ezra eight twenty one to twenty three. Then I proclaim a fast there at the river of Ahava, that we might humble ourselves before our God. To seek from Him the right way for us, which road we're gonna go to avoid bad people, and our little ones and all our possession protect our little one, the kids, and our possession. For I was ashamed to request of the king an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road, because we had spoken to the king, saying, "The hand." Well, he already proclaimed, "The hand of our God is upon all those for good who seek Him." I like that. The hand of our God is upon us who seek Him, but His power and His wrath are against all those who forsake Him. So we fasted. The whole clan of Israel fasted and entreated our God for this, and He answered our prayer. Look at verse thirty-one. Then we departed from the river of Ahava on the twelfth day of the first month to go to Jerusalem, and the hand of our God was upon us, and He delivered us from all the hand of the enemy and from ambush along the road. Wow! God answered their prayer because they fasted and sought the face of the Lord. Amen. If you have some desire in your life right now, maybe these forty days is a good time to really fast and pray to seek the Lord. I'm gonna tell you how you fast and pray for forty days. Okay, that's another subject. I will tell you today. But after this, we eat lunch. 
We don't start today. <laughs> Fasting alone is not a guarantee of receiving the answer from God. Fasting is not a guarantee. Why? Because sometimes our request is not God's will. Two, maybe our requests come with wrong motives. God will not answer the request that is not in the will of God, and also He will not answer when we have the wrong motive. I give you example. One of the example in the Bible in Second Samuel, King David committed adultery. He slept with another person's wife named Bathsheba, and he plotted to kill the husband. And the husband died in the front battle. He died. Uriah died. So when he came back, God confronted him by the prophet named Nathan, and God said, "Because you did this, I need to punish you." And his son, his child born of Bathsheba, became sick and dying. The Bible says David fasted and prayed for this child, but the child died anyway. God did not answer him because his sin was so bad that. Really damage so many life. You see, fasting alone is not a guarantee of receiving the prayer answer. You need to make sure that your request is biblical, and two, you need to have the right motive. That is the third reason of fasting and prayer. Everyone say, receive God's answer. Seek God more fully. Showing humility. Number four. Fasting to discover God's will for our own life. Sometimes we fast and pray in order to find the will of God. What should I do? Should I marry this person? You know, marriage is big deal. If you marry a wrong person, you are in trouble for the rest of your life. I, mean, I want to talk to the single in this room. Okay, I love you. Don't hurry to jump into marrying anybody. You need to consult with God, pray very carefully, and you need to. I'm not talking to a specific person in this room. I'm just talking principle. Don't think that I'm talking to you personally. Three, I recommend you talk to your parents, get their wisdom. Four, you need to talk to elders and pastors in the church. Don't hurry, because if you get into wrong marriage, you will suffer big time. Be careful, be humble, and talk to God. Talk to your parents. Talk to leaders in the church. God has the best person for you. Amen. But fast and pray is the way to find the will of God. Maybe your job, you look for a job. Should I do this business or not this business? Should I partner with this person in business? Should I buy this home or I should not buy this home? You can fast and seek the will of God. Amen. In the Bible, there are so many times that people fast to find the will of God. One time, the men of Israel wanted to know whether they should go out and fight with the tribe of Benjamin. In Judges chapter 20, verses 26 to 28, then all the children of Israel, that is, all the people, went up and came to the house of God and wept. They sat there before the Lord and fasted that day until evening. They offer burnt offerings and peace offering before the Lord. So the children of Israel inquired, asked God of the Lord. 
the ark of the covenant of God was there in those days. And Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, stood before it in those days, saying, "Shall I yet again go out to battle against the children of my brother Benjamin, or shall I cease?" You see, they fasted and prayed to ask God's direction for their community, and the Lord answered. The Lord prayer said, "Go up, for tomorrow I will deliver them into your hand." God gave them direction what to do. In Acts chapter 13, verses 1 to 3. Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. So they ministered to the Lord, when they worshipped the Lord, and fasted. They were seeking the direction for the church. And the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them out. The church got the direction from God when they fasted and prayed. Everyone say direction. The will of God for my life. You make your own choice how much you want to seek God. You want to run your own life or you want God to run your life? I believe that if you run your own life, you may face a lot of problems because you are limited in understanding and knowledge. You don't see the future, but God knows the future. If you let God run your life, He'll sit on the driving seat and you just sit as a passenger and follow Him, you will make less mistakes. Amen? Next one, the next purpose, the last one that I want to share, purpose of fasting. Besides seeking God, humility, ask God for answer, and also get direction. This is about spiritual strength, developing spiritual discipline. Everyone say discipline. Fasting promote self-control by disciplining our body. First Corinthians chapter nine verse twenty-seven. Paul say, "But I discipline my body." Bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. I mentioned so many times that our life is composed of three parts: body, mind, or soul, and spirit. God wants us to be led by the Holy Spirit in our spirit, and our spirit will lead our life. But a lot of time. We are led by the physical body, the stomach, the comfort, the good things around our body, or we are led by our mind or soul, intellectual. But we are not led by the spirit, and if you do that, you get into trouble. Every time you are led by your physical body, you can be in trouble because your physical body are not born again yet, still in sin. In the nature, the nature of sin still in your body. Your spirit is born again. So, in order to practice discipline, work out of your spirit to make your spirit stronger. You learn how to say no to your stomach by abstaining yourself from appetite, from the good feeling of your stomach. Your stomach may cry, "Yeah, mm, I want more food. I want bun t i t n u n g I want steak. 
I want Chinese food. I want fur. I want Pad Thai. I want sushi. But when your stomach crying out, you say no. I say to you, you must be subjecting to my spirit. I'm gonna seek God now. I'm not gonna eat. Some of you may not want sushi, but you want coke. Some of you addicted to coke or to coffee, and you say no to coffee. You say no to coke. That is fasting. You learn how to put your body down and your spirit. Take control, because spiritual discipline. And if you can do that, when the time comes that somebody talk bad to you and you get mad, and your body say, "Let's throw, let's kick, retaliate," but because your spirit is so strong, you can say, "No, don't kick, don't retaliate. My spirit have to control my mouth and my body." Then you can be more spiritual, and you can. Control your sinful nature better. Through fasting, you are controlling your physical need, your flesh, and your mental intellectual capacity. You learn how to walk by the spirit. Amen. There are other reasons for fasting. I give you example in Second Corinthians chapter 20, verse 3. And Jehoshaphat fear and set himself to seek the Lord. And proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. Jehoshaphat faced a big army, and he proclaimed the fast for deliverance, for victory. Maybe you are facing a big lawsuit. Maybe you are facing a big problem in your business that there's no way you can get out, and you fast. God, I need victory. Do something supernaturally for me so that I can get out of this chaos. That is fasting for deliverance. Amen. God wants us to learn how to fast. God wants us to develop this habit. And you look throughout the history, many, many godly men in the world practice fasting and prayer. Have you ever heard the person named Martin Luther? He fasted in prayer. John Calvin. John Knox. John Wesley fasted. On a regular basis, Charles Finney. Every time he feel the power in his life diminish, he fasted for three days. Bill Bright, who is a founder of Campus Crusade, fasted two times a week. So all these great men in the body of Christ practice fasting and prayer on a regular basis. Now, at the end of this sermon, I want to tell you practical point. How to fast? How to fast? That is a good question. Again, when I say how to fast, I don't mean you're too busy to eat. I don't mean you try to go on diet so that you can get some weight out of your body. God look at our heart. God look at our attitude. The most important thing in fasting is about attitude. It's about our sincerity. Fasting is not about performing or observing rituals or religious action. It's about relationship with God. So before you fast and pray, you need to ask yourself: Number one, am I fasting because God directs me, or just because 
I want to be religious to show to people that I'm very religious. What is the objective of my fasting? I'm fasting just to please my pastor, is to show that I'm a good member of the church, or you're fasting for the salvation of your loved ones, for the turnaround or the revival in Northwest here. What is the objective of your fasting? Are you seeking God? You're humble before God? You are repenting? Are you fasting just to go along with the crowd? Oh, they fast, I fast too. You need to ask yourself the objective of your fasting. And once you settle that, then you begin to fast. The normal fast means to abstain from food for a period of time. Two meals, three meals, two days, three days, seven days, whatever. You set aside those times in order to fast and seek the Lord. Those times you abstain yourself from eating food, but you can drink water. I don't recommend you not drink water. Because medically, you are in trouble. You need to have water in your body. Okay, Fasting is not about abstaining from drinking pure water. You can drink pure water. And if you are sick or you have certain condition, I recommend you talk to your physician first if you want to fast for many days. If you fast only one day, not a big deal. If you have a condition such as pregnancy or diabetes, or anorexia nervosa, which means people who don't have the appetite to eat, so they're already thin, and they already lose a lot of weight. You have to be careful. Because you fast more, you can be malnutritious. A bulimia, the condition that people throw up when they eat every time. Certain condition, you may need to talk to your physician. Maybe, the, maybe God doesn't want you to fast because it's dangerous to your body. Amen? But according to the medical knowledge, people will not hurt themselves physically at all if you still drink water and you fast for not more than 40 days. Your body can pull out the carbohydrate and fatty tissue and protein from your body to spend. But more than 40 days, you are in trouble. How to begin the fast? If you never fast before or you never fast on a regular basis, Before the day of fasting, you begin by eating very light food first to get your stomach ready for the real fasting. Maybe you just eat a little bit of vegetable and fruit juice. The next day, you abstain from real diet. So your stomach gets used to a little bit. Maybe a few days, you kind of get down a little bit before you get into the real fasting. I mean, if you fast only one day or two meals or three meals one day, it's not a big deal. But if you fast for three days, seven days, many, many days, you may have to be careful with the coming out from fasting because your stomach shrinks. And if you eat a lot right away after you finish fasting, you can be in trouble. So I recommend after you finish long days of fasting, you should enter into light food first. Drink some juice for a couple of days. Maybe eat something light yogurt or some soup instead of getting big steak and fur right away the next day because your stomach cannot handle big meal right after seven days of fasting. You have to get in little by little. Amen? You have to be very careful if you're addicted to caffeine because you may develop some headache if you stop drinking caffeine. So I recommend 
if you really want to fast everything except pure water, you may need to come out from caffeine for a week first to get used to, not stop right away because you're going to have withdrawal and headache and throw up. Caffeine is very addictive. Do you know that? That's why I never go to, I never drink coffee because I don't want to get addicted. I, I want to be free from addiction. Amen. Is it clear? You know, this is between you and God. God still loves you whether you fast or not. <laughs> God doesn't hate you if you don't fast. God still loves you, but it's between you and God. I know that a lot of us work full time, go to school. It's impossible to fast 40 days without food for 40 days. It's impossible because you still do homework, drive. When we talk about 40 days, you can do different things. If you are a housewife, you do nothing. You have no small kids. You can stay home and pray and pray and pray. You can abstain from food for 40 days and drink only water. You will not die if you are healthy. I'm talking about a healthy person. But if you cannot do that, you can do different ways. Maybe you fast only one meal a day, two meals a day for 40 days. You don't eat dinner. And in the dinner time, instead of watching TV, I'm not talking about fasting and watching TV. You spend time praying, reading the Bible, worshiping God, spend time in the presence of God with your family. If you can fast two meals, maybe you eat breakfast and then no meal after that. For 40 days, do it. Whatever you want to do. It's up, God doesn't put pressure on you to fast every single meal. It's just to find more time to seek God and to show that you are very sincere and serious about seeking the Lord. Fasting or prayer is about sincerity and seriousness or commitment to seek the Lord. If you say, you know, I cannot really fast and pray for straight 40 days, one meal a day or two meals a day, maybe you can say in these 40 days, I'm going to fast five days a week. It's all up to you. Amen? I think God needs to put conviction into your own heart how much you can do. No one is going to force you to fast every single meal for 40 days. But we set aside the 40 days to pray. Maybe care group pray together. Maybe you can pray with your wife and your husband to really pray more and seek God more for deliverance and for direction of God's will or desire of your life. And I believe you're going to see a great, great miracle after you come out from fasting and prayer. Amen? Is it clear about fasting and prayer? Abstaining from food, but not water. Amen? Learn how to put your body down, your stomach down. A lot of us are very knowledgeable in Bible. We are so good. We can preach. We can quote all the scripture. A lot of us are very talented and gifted. But the only one hindrance for your life or ministry is your flesh. You have too much, too much flesh in you. And that's why you are not productive. If you can crucify the flesh, you will be more productive for God. And one way to crucify the flesh is to fast and pray. To say to your stomach, you I'm not controlling me anymore. I'm going to control. My spirit going to control my body and my mental capacity. I want to be spiritual people. Amen? Amen. I'm serious. 
Many of us are very knowledgeable in the Bible, very good. But the only big hindrance is not Satan. The big hindrance is not demon. The big hindrance is our own flesh, and that stops us from being productive for God. Jesus already showed us example before he started the ministry. He fasted for forty days. He showed us example that he need to learn how to discipline his flesh, and he did it, and the devil lost. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you learn something today? So you know how to enter into fast and prayer correctly now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many people want to start to do fasting and prayer? Don't forget when you fast and prayer, spend time with God in prayer. Amen. Not just fast and then watch TV <laughs> or watch football game. You pray to you. Spend time with God. Pull out the Bible, singing, worshiping. And talking to God, spend time. You find a time and a place that you are not in a hurry, and you really can soak into the presence of God, and talk to God. Let God talk to you. Spend time with the Lord. Become more spiritual. Amen. Not just run, 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 and do, 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 and keep walking in the flesh. We need to learn how to just quiet down our flesh and spend time and let God lead our life. Learn how to be quiet. Before the Lord, Amen. Let's pray, Father. We thank you so much for teaching us the principle and the purposes of fasting and prayer. We believe, Father, that we all will learn how to fast, and we will fast in the biblical way, with the right motive, with the right attitudes and sincerity. Father, help us to be spiritual people. We will not, Lord, allow the flesh to control us. We want to crucify our flesh. We want to learn how to walk in the Spirit, Father. We want to see great things and great miracles in our generation. Therefore, we're gonna practice what you teach us: fasting and prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm not sure how many of you really. Have confidence that you will make it to heaven, or you have salvation. It's one thing about yes, I know about Jesus. I go to church. Going to church doesn't make you saved. Become a member of the church doesn't make you saved. Even have a title, being a pastor, is not making me saved. Salvation comes from relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and repenting of your sin. Walking in faith in Jesus. I just want to make sure that everyone in this room really have salvation, not just coming to the church to hang out in social group. We want you to have relationship with Jesus Christ. If you are not sure that you really have Jesus as your personal savior, if you are not really sure that you really walk with God. God is just a head knowledge, but not in the the heart. Just miss one foot. A lot of people miss heaven for one foot between here and here. They don't have Jesus in their heart. They just know about Jesus up here, and they miss heaven. After they died, they got shocked because they went to hell and say, "Oh, pastor never told me. I have gone to church every Sunday, but I never have Jesus in my heart. I never have relationship with Him." 
and they miss one foot to heaven. That's why I want to encourage you today: don't miss that. Don't miss the opportunity. Tell the Lord, I'm serious. I want to have relationship with you. I want to repent of my sin. From now on, I'm going to read the Bible. From now on, I want to talk to you, obey you, walk with you in personal relationship with you. If you want to do that, I'd like to ask you to pray with me. Jesus said in the Bible, "I'm knocking at the door, and if anyone hears my voice and open the door, I will come in." I want you to open the door that the Lord Jesus will come into your life and have personal relationship with Him. Maybe you have done that, but you are not still sure. You can do it again. Nothing to lose. To do it again, pray again to make sure that you have salvation. Amen. Then make sure you have the ticket to go to heaven. To make sure that you have a personal relationship with God, and you can call God my Father in heaven. He is not God out there somewhere, but He is your Father. When you call upon Him, He will come and help you. Because you change your position from being an alien into a son and a daughter of God. He adopts you into His family. If you want to do that, I'd like to lead you in prayer. How many people want to make sure you go to heaven? Raise your hand up. Raise your hand up. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you want to do that, can you please stand up and pray with me? Stand up and pray with me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. From today on, you're gonna walk with Jesus, have a personal relationship with Jesus. Pray with me, Father in heaven. I want to be born again for sure. You're knocking at the door of my life. I open the door right now and invite Jesus to come into my life, to sit on the throne of my life. Jesus, I make a decision today to believe in you. You are my Lord, my God, my Savior. You died on the cross. To pay for my sin, you cleanse me by your blood. I repent of my sin, and today, by faith, I'm justified. I am righteous by the righteousness of God. Jesus, be my God. I want to walk with you every day. Put my name in the book of life. I will read the Bible. I will go to church. I serve you and glorify your name. I am your disciple. I am your child, your son and daughter. Thank you, Lord, for coming into my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah! Congratulations.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Pastor Dan, I love you very much. We pray for you that you have an abundant life. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for being in this church. Can I pray for you that God will bless all of you? Yes. Lift up our hand and receive the blessing, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, for loving this church. We know, Father, that. Your people who are sitting here are not here by accident. They're here because you call them to be here. I pray, Father, that you give them special favor, special grace, abundant grace, power, direction, wisdom. Bless them in every single way as you did to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Be with them, lead them, protect them, guide them, teach them, instruct them, warn them, admonish them, Father. Help them to live a life of victory. They will not be a victim; they will be a victor. They will be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Bless them indeed, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by your only Son. Bring me your tired. Bring me your weak Bring me your hungry masses We seek your glory Lord, I sing to you A new song, a new song Bring me your tired